Hey everybody, welcome to today's Daily Dose of Awesome. My name is Vitaly Grimblatt, and today we're going to talk about seven email marketing mistakes that are costing you big. Mistakes that are causing your prospects to ignore your message and causing you to lose business. Now, a lot of people drop the ball in this area, but once you know what these mistakes are, it's actually pretty easy, pretty simple to avoid them and make sure that you don't make them. And as a result, make your emails help you get more sales, make more profits, and get more people to join your team, which is what we all want. So let's dig into it. How are you guys doing? See people are popping on, so that's great. Um, so uh, today uh, is Monday, and uh, we're fine. It was April 23rd, and we're finally into spring. Uh, spring has finally arrived to our area here. A couple of days ago, we had snow and uh uh, even a nice storm last week, but it uh, looks like the weather is great now. In fact, what's interesting is uh, on Saturday, we had a, my, my daughter had a tennis game, and we were out all day, and in the morning, we were, we were supposed to uh, leave the school at 7 o'clock in the morning, meet at her school at 7 o'clock in the morning, and uh, it was like 30 degrees outside, and by about 11 or 12 o'clock, uh, it was about 55 or 60. It's gotten pretty warm and uh, but I didn't think it was hot or anything like that. And I get home at about four o'clock, and my wife says your face is all red. And sure enough, I got uh, a little sunburn on my face. Uh, but it was like thirty degrees in the morning, so it's kind of weird. Anyway, hope you guys are doing good. Hey, and Lee, Brian, Ray, I'm gonna check the comments here from time to time. So so let's dig into these mistakes, guys, because uh, this is something I see a lot of people make. And uh, hopefully, in the next fifteen minutes or so, I can help you avoid some of them. So mistake number one. Uh, making subject lines that, are, that don't provoke curiosity. So this is huge, right? If you don't have a subject line that gets people excited and interested to want to read your email, well, they're just not going to open it. So this is something that you need to work on. Uh, even you, you can do this before you write an email, create a subject line and then write your email, or after you write your email, go back and look at your subject line and make sure that it's, that it's punchy and curiosity provoking. The thing that you want to do with your subject lines is you want to open a loop. In other words, you want to pose a question in the reader's mind and the person who's reading it in their mind that the answer to they're going to get to only by reading the email. So whatever you say in there, it has to provoke curiosity. It has to get them to think. It has to get them to say to themselves, I got to see what this is all about. I got to read this. I got to find out what this is. Okay, that's what really headlines are supposed to do in sales letters and, and headlines in, in, in ads, but your subject lines are no different, especially if you think about the fact that when your prospects are scrolling through their inbox on their phone or on their computer, and there are other emails from other marketers, how do you stand out? How do you create a subject line? What can you say that will make your subject line sound different? And that's something you have to work on. Uh, for example, today I wrote a, uh, an email. Let me just uh, quick, I forgot, I wrote a couple emails, but one of the subject line was, um, is this the next Bitcoin? So with all the Bitcoin craze and cryptocurrency craze that was going on uh, a couple months ago, it's not 100% timely, but it's somewhat timely because it wasn't too long ago that all of us were getting uh, bombarded with news about Bitcoin and, and people promoting Bitcoin opportunities <laughs> right in our news feed. And so when I say, is this the next Bitcoin, it's a curiosity-provoking question. People, a person reading this has no idea what I'm going to talk about. Is it about Bitcoin? Is it about something else? I'm making an analogy. So this is just a quick example of how you can take an idea. You'll have to go and read the, the email, of course. But uh, 
uh, to find out what this is all about. Maybe I do know what the next Bitcoin is. But the point is, you got to make it curiosity provoking. So that's mistake number one: is making sub is creating subject lines that are not curiosity provoking. Uh, mistake number two is having an opening that doesn't make the prospect want to continue reading. This is huge. You can have a great email, and you can even have a very good uh, curiosity provoking subject line. But if the opening of the email, just like an opening of a good ad, doesn't make them go, I got to continue reading this, they're going to stop because you've got their attention, right? You got them curious enough to click and open the email. But what you say in that first sentence, immediately what follows after that can either make them uh, uh, click out, right, or, or go back uh, or continue reading. So you've got to put some thought as to how to make it more compelling for them to continue reading. You can do it by posing a question. You can do it by saying something controversial or curiosity provoking, or just continue the thought that started in the subject line. There's no one way to do it. I'll give you uh, a resource. Uh, we have a blog post on the EMP blog uh, written by Andrew Drawn, where he talks, uh, I think it's eight uh, provocative and shocking openings or something like that. But anyway, if you put uh, openings or eight openings in the search of an EMP blog post, you will see uh, this, this blog post, and he covers eight different ways that you can open an ad, a blog post, an email, a video. It really is no different, any marketing message. And use that as kind of a cheat sheet to help you create that compelling opening that makes people want to continue reading. So very, very important because, again, you can have a great email, but without a good opening, it's not, it's not going to work. They're just not going to get to it, all right? So mistake number three, uh, emails that are not written with the prospect in mind. When you're writing an email, and even if you talk about yourself, maybe talk about a story, talk about something that happened to you this morning, over the weekend, that's great, okay? And I'll come back to that thought in a second. But you have to keep your prospects in mind. You always have to go back and ask yourself, if I was the prospect, does this uh, email answer what's in it for me? Is, there, is, is this email of interest to me? So whether you talk about yourself or something you saw on the news or on Facebook or whatever you're happy to saw or your product, you have to make it relevant and of interest to the prospect. So you got to write with them in mind, even when you're writing about yourself. They have to be able to relate to what you're saying within your story, within, within the analogies you're making, and so forth. Always have to be writing with them in mind because the minute you stop focusing on them is the minute you lose them. And uh, you, you don't want to lose them. You, you want the email to be about them. You want them to continue reading the email. So write with that in mind. So that's mistake number three. Mistake number four, huge. This is big. They're all big. This is, this is really big. Um, sound the same like everyone else. So you, we all have competition, right? I mean, there are marketers who are writing emails and creating ads. And so everybody makes big claims. Everybody says very similar things. So when you're writing your email, one this is this is how I approach it, right? One of my objectives when I write an email, I or ad or any marketing message, doesn't matter what it is, I always stand back and ask myself, so does this sound like everybody else? And that's and I and I don't want it to sound like everybody else. I want it to be different. I want it to be something that that's unusual, something that's gonna jump out at them from the inbox, okay? Not just the subject line, but the email itself. It has to be different. So how do you make it different? If you're promoting a traction marketing formula. And there are other people promoting attraction marketing formula or social media recruiter or LinkedIn recruiting playbook or other or whatever you're promoting. And I'm sure there are other people promoting the same product. How do you sound different? Well, you are different. You have a different story than everybody else. Maybe you come from a world of network marketing or direct sales 
as I have, and you've spent a long time in it, and you've got your own unique spin on things, okay? You've got your own unique view and outlook on how things are and how they should be. And so you put your voice into that, okay? You, 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 give, you give your own view of, of, of the material, and that's what makes it unique and different. Or maybe you're brand new, and maybe you've struggled for a little bit. You're, you're somewhat new. You haven't gotten results. That's unique, too. That's different. Your story is always going to be different than other people's. So don't be afraid to put your voice in it. This is why email marketing is so effective, because when you're promoting a sales page, um, it's the same as, every, as everybody else promoting, right? Same sales page. But when you write an email, it's coming from you. It makes you different. It makes you unique. And that's what your prospects and people on your list uh, bind to is, is you, your uniqueness, your, 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 your difference, right? Your voice. And for some people, it takes a little while to develop their voice because maybe they've never written before. And, and they've never done this kind of stuff before. So it takes some time to get comfortable talking to, to prospects and, and saying things in a unique way or making yourself sound unique. But you do that, and with practice, you'll get better. But just always think about how can you be different? How can you be unique? How can you, be, how, how can you tell the, sa- the same story but in a different way? Because when you're reading that sales letter from Attraction Marketing Formula, things that are of interest to you, maybe a little bit different than the things that are of interest to other people. So you give your own ver- your, your own spin on that, and that's how you become, that's how you sound different. Hope this is making sense. Jan says, that's right, everyone is unique. Absolutely, everyone is unique. And don't be afraid to show that uniqueness in your email. That's what's going to make you attractive as a, as a marketer and as the leader of your tribe. It doesn't matter if it's a tribe of five or 50 or 500 or 5,000. Um, you are the leader of that tribe and you be different and you be unique. So that's uh, mistake number four. Mistake number five, another big one, is boring, right? Being too boring. A lot of emails that I read, I'm not just talking about emails I critique, I'm just saying in general, emails that I read in my own inbox, they're just boring. They're the same thing over and over and over again. You know, here's the product, a little scarcity, you know, get it now before the sale is over, you know, you're going to get this, whatever, whatever the claim is. It, It sounds the same. You know, you can do this every every once in a while, but if every single time you email, it's the exact same thing, it's, it becomes redundant and mundane and boring. So how do you make it exciting? You inject your personality into it. You talk about yourself. Now, keep in mind, you got to talk about them and you got to make it about them, but you, 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 you talk about your story in, in, in a way that connects with other people. So when you tell about your struggles and your experiences, that makes you sound different, and that also makes you sound very authentic and real to, that, to, to your prospects and to the people on your list, and it draws people to you, okay? And it's not boring. See, what, what may be boring to you, I promise you, is not boring to other people because people are curious by nature. So when you inject a little bit of your personality, if you tell stories about your life, little snippets out of your life, if you use a little humor in your in your emails, like for example, misspell words, and you know, you just inject a little bit of humor in it. Not don't don't make a joke out of it, but just inject a little bit of humor. It makes it entertaining, and that's what people crave. People crave entertainment. That's why people. I've said this many many times, but it's so true. People go to see movies and plays and sports events. Why? Because they're bored. Same reason why people watch viral videos because they're bored, and they there's we 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 crave this this need to be entertained. And so if you can inject a little bit of entertainment into your emails, they'll become a lot more effective and people will be actually looking forward to reading them. 
So that's a big mistake people make is not is, is, is making them boring and not making them entertainment entertaining. So mistake number six, another big one, uh, doesn't inspire action. You want to, so when you're done with your story, when you're done with, with whatever you're, 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 you're saying in the email, the point you're making, you got to inspire them. You got to inspire people to want to click on the link. I'll give you an example. Okay. And don't use this every time. And I don't use it every time, but I'll just give you an example. You talk about, let's say, attraction marketing formula, and you, you, you state the benefits, okay? And you, and you say, you know, you're going to be able to stop uh, uh, chasing friends and family and cold prospecting and all of that, and, uh, you, and, and you're going to be able to attract people on autopilot, uh, get people to reach out to you and recruit and build your team and make money without leaving the house. And this is where a lot of people say, okay, go to this page and find out how. And I do that from time to time. But the way that you can inspire action, you can say, if this is of interest to you, then run, like put in big cap letters, run and hit that link below and grab this program. Okay, and I'm, I'm using my tonality to emphasize it, but you can use tonality in email just by using caps and by injecting words like run, don't, don't walk, run and hit this link. When you say something like that, it's entertaining. It's engaging, it's different, and it inspires people to take action. So don't do the same thing every single time. Be different, right? Mix things up. But that's a little example of how you can inspire people to take action by emphasizing what you want them to do, okay? And then the last one, and I see a lot of uh, likes and and hearts, so I guess people are digging this, so that's great. Um, Jen says, this is what creates, yep, no like and trust, be yourself, absolutely. And uh, so the last one, Mistake number seven, and this is another big one, is not sending your emails often enough. So I, I get questions in the VIP group and in our fast track community and with our mentorship students, like how often should I send an email? Or when I do strategy calls, people say, how often do you think I should send emails? Well, as often as you can for several reasons. Well, one reason is every time you want to make money, you should be sending an email because the more you send, the more you're going to make money. But, but there's another reason, which is even more important than that or just as important, and that is that this people, and you've heard this many times, I'm sure, that people don't do business with those that they don't like and they don't trust. So your goal is to create no like and trust, right? You want to get people to trust you, your prospects to trust you. When you're dealing with people face-to-face, you can do it pretty quickly, okay, or rather quickly, I should say. But online, if you don't have that personal interaction with them, it takes a little bit longer. So think about this. Who do you trust the most? Like, who are the people that you trust the most? It's people that you know, right? So how do you get your prospects to know you? Well, by communicating with them. So the more frequently you send out your email, the more frequently you communicate with your audience, the more they'll know you. The more they'll know you, the more they'll like you and trust you, and that moves them a lot closer to buying from you and and becoming not just a one-time customer, but becoming somebody that uh, trusts your opinion And when you send an email and say, hey, you should get this program or you should hop on this webinar or you must watch this video and and do, you know, they'll follow you because you've established that trust with them already. And the only way you can do that is by frequent communication, not with one ad or one blog post or one video or one Facebook live, but ongoing communication. And email allows you to do that on a regular basis. So so send them out frequently. That's a a mistake. Number seven is not uh, communicating frequently enough. All right. Chalk says, very awesome. Thank you. So quickly, let's recap before we wrap this up. So mistake number one, subject lines that don't provoke curiosity. So make sure your provokes curiosity and are punchy and are, and are getting people to compel 
to open them. Uh, number two, openings that don't make prospects want to continue reading. Really think about that opening, okay? Number three, uh, your email is not written with the prospect in mind, so always think about what's in it for them, not for you. Uh, number four, sound the same as everyone else, so make sure you are different, make sure you're unique. And number five, boring. Easy fix for that is be entertaining. Tell stories, tell engaging things that get people to, uh, that, that make people feel like they've been entertained with your email, not just uh, looking at a sales pitch. Number six, don't inspire the uh, prospect to take action, so make sure you have a cool uh, uh, call to action that gets people to actually want to click. And number seven, not sending them frequently enough. So send them as often as possible. Daily is best. I hope this helped you guys. Just let me check some comments really quick. All right, I don't see any new comments. Maybe they're delayed. So if you guys have a question or something like that that I don't get to, I'll make sure to come back and post the answer here. So again, I hope this helps you guys. And go out, send emails, uh, use this uh, these seven to make sure that uh, you're not you're, you're not making these mistakes. And I look forward to hearing about your success with emails. All right, take care, everybody. I'll see you uh, next time.